This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. It's Vancouver Consumer 2021, our very first Vancouver Consumer of the New Year. I'm Martin Strong, and what a year it was uh, when it came to investing Uh, what a year 2020 was. So strap in. It's going to be an interesting 2021. And you'll want to listen to our first guest this afternoon. It's Ralph J. Vanderwall from Easy Invest, easy invest.ca. They can help you navigate the waters and breathe a little easier when it comes to investments in this crazy 2021. I shouldn't say it's crazy. Hopefully it'll be a boring year. I've had enough of, uh, of, of excitement and craziness. Uh, that's coming up. But first, here's a look at some of the consumer headlines from the past week. 2020 has turned out to be a good year for ICBC because of the pandemic, meaning fewer people on the road crashing into each other. The insurance corporation saved more than 900 million bucks in payouts in 2020. And now the BC Liberals are pressuring the government to pass some of those savings on to you, the drivers. BC Liberal MLA for Prince George McKenzie says ICBC has done a lot of talking about it, but so far done nothing, adding that the next few months are going to be a tough time for people as we wait for the vaccine to roll out. And this is the time, he says, drivers could use a break. One consumer sector that finished very strong in 2020, music on vinyl. Vinyl records not going away. In fact, they had their biggest week ever since the days before CDs. According to Billboard, 1.8 million albums were bought in the U.S. alone in the week leading up to Christmas 2020. The previous record was 1.4 million the same time of year in 2017. Records were also setting records <laughs> uh, in the U.K., for vinyl sales. Uh, I don't have the figures from Canada, but uh, judging by the lineups outside places like Neptune and Red Cat Records on Main Street, they were just as brisk. Uh, The big titles were leading the way. Paul McCartney's new McCartney 3 LP was a big one. And uh, while it's a lot of classic stuff that is selling, the number one album this past week, uh, according to Amazon, was Harry Styles' Fine Line. That was number one. And thanks to a good Samaritan, a 2,850-pound jade boulder that was stolen from a family-owned gift shop in Cache Creek has been found. The mammoth chunk of jade was stolen December 19th from Caribou Jade and Gifts in what Mounties described as a late-night heist. The boulder is figured to be worth anything from $20,000 to $50,000. And if you watch that show, Jade Fever... On Discovery Canada, you would know that stuff is like gold for some people. The gift shop announced on Facebook this past week that the Jade Boulder had been found thanks to somebody who heard about it on the news and then spotted this big hunk of rock where it had been stashed outside. The store says, despite a few scars, the big hunk of jade is still in one piece. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Stick around. We'll talk about how you can not only protect your money in 2021, but also make it grow. We'll talk to the folks at Easy Invest right after this. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and uh, 
I, I officially want to end the phrase, what a year it's been, because it was a crazy year. And 2020, looking back at the world of investment, the world of trying to hold on to your money, to your retirement savings, to protect your wealth, uh, 2020 was a bit of a nightmare. But at the same time, you know, in some cases, the markets did very well. But uh, going into 2021, it's a clear blank slate. And uh, we have to figure out uh, what we want to do with our money. And that's why we need to talk to Ralph J. Vanderwall. He is from Easy Invest, and he's with us now. Hi, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Martin? Very good. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Easy Invest, you can go to their website, uh, easy-invest.ca. You can also give them a call at 604-235-2370. Wow. So now we're looking at 2021. It is, as I say, it's a blank slate. Uh, how different is your philosophy? Obviously, you're not a you're you're not a uh, financial advisor. You don't uh, try to predict the markets. But how different is your philosophy going into 2021 than it was at this time last year? You know, when you talk about the markets, uh, we're obviously not in the public investments or in private investments, but I do have some funds in the market. I think the markets are so high because of forced buyers. There's a lot of people sitting on a tremendous amount of cash for whatever reason. Baby boom generation is inheriting money, things like that. People are taking equity out of real estate, and they have nowhere to put it because the banks really don't pay much of anything. So they go into the markets, and most of these people really don't understand what they're investing in. That's my personal view on things. And uh, as we've seen with COVID when it hit in March, the markets can have this tremendous roller coaster. And of course, most people sell on the way down and buy on the way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, last year was such a great example of that. They saw their investments go down sometimes 40%. And then within a few months, they were back to where they were before. So if you had gotten, if you'd panicked and then got out of your investments, you would have lost a lot of equity. Yeah, exactly. And, and some of our clients uh, discussed their situation with their portfolios. And, and unfortunately, most of the, the places where they have their money sitting, even though it is being managed, they didn't see this coming. I had one of our clients say, he went to his advisor and said, so there was a freight train coming down the track, you saw it coming, you saw it hit the portfolio, and you guys didn't do anything. So even if the professionals can't predict this kind of stuff, it's pretty scary to be out in the public market sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking to Ralph J. Vanderwall of uh, Easy Invest. It's uh, easy-invest.ca, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the strategies they have for increasing your wealth, for protecting your wealth, things like TFSAs. But just to start, let's talk about Easy Invest and uh, what's different about Easy Invest from a lot of the other uh, investment companies out there. Well, first of all, we're an exempt market dealer, and a lot of folks will not understand what that is. Mm -hmm. If you buy stocks through a public company, that company issues what's called a prospectus. It's a very heavy document, hundreds of pages, takes a year to make sometimes, very expensive, but they're publicly traded stocks. That is not what we do. Easy Invest is an exempt market dealer. We have private investments. There are hundreds and hundreds of companies that issue what's called an offering memorandum, which is like a light prospectus. Uh, it's easier to make. Uh, takes a couple of months to put together with a securities lawyer. So private companies then issue investments in all kinds of investment sectors. There's pharmaceuticals. There's 
high-tech, there's resources, mining, there's uh, finance, there is real estate, and they bring this to the market quicker. So when you invest in an exempt market product, you basically bypass the middleman, which is the broker. You go straight from your cash account or your registered account into a private investment. So you can call them private investments, but the, the correct term is exempt market products. Right. And just all the more reason why you need a professional to, to handle these, because uh, uh, a, a lot of people, as you say, I, I think a lot of people, uh, they sort of have a vague idea of how money markets work and how all this works. And I think, how important is it uh, to have somebody who understands this world? Unless you are a sophisticated investor, I think it is critical that you have somebody looking out for your investments and advising you on if something is appropriate for you, if it's suitable for you before you step in. And by the way, under securities laws, that is our duty. We have to assess suitability first with each investor. And then we can only provide those investments to them that are suitable for them. Mm-hmm. And one thing uh, you wanted to talk about today were, were tax-free savings accounts, the TFSA. Yep. Um, I think most people know how they work. I mean, r- really briefly, why don't you explain a TFSA for people who, who don't use that? A TFSA, I think, is likely the most misunderstood and most underused savings and capital growth tool we have in our investment toolbox. Mm-hmm. I think the government should have called it the TFIA, the Tax-Free Investment Account. Uh, as a CCO, Chief Compliance Officer here at Easy Invest, I see many of our clients who have significant funds sitting in TFSA accounts that are earning next to nothing in their returns, 1%, 2%, 3% per annum. It's, it's very simple to increase that, but a lot of people just don't understand the power in their TFSA and how they can put that to work. Yeah, and I guess it's really powerful if you have a few years to invest because this basically you, you're sheltering this investment and any gain you make, you don't pay tax on at any point. Exactly, and investing takes time uh, unless you're into you know, trying to buy real estate and flipping things quickly. Uh, I think it's a myth that you can make quick money unless you can time the markets. And of course, people have been trying that for many, many years. Investing takes time. We can take a look at some of the key points of the TFSA, if you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's look at the TFSA. Um, like, first of all, uh, how much can you put in a TFSA every year? And uh, does that build up if you don't use the maximum? Correct. So the, the TFSA in 2021 has a total contribution limit of $75,500 per person. That means that if you were a Canadian resident and at least 18 years old in 2009 when the TFSA was rolled out, you can contribute a maximum of 75500 into a TFSA right now. Wow. And that's a lot, of, a lot of money and a lot of potential return that you would make on an investment. If it's invested wisely where it does create a, a good return. We can also look at why you should be perhaps looking at placing more funds and investments into your TFSA instead of into your RSP. Right. Yeah, because that's kind of uh, a, a, a decision a lot of people have to make. Uh, do you put? Do you have a little bit of extra money? Do you put it in the the RSP or do you put it in the TFSA? And obviously, everybody's different, different ages, different wealth groups, different uh, incomes, and all that. But uh, how do you address that? The difference between the TFSA and the RRSP. There's a couple of main differences between the older program called RSP that came out, I believe it was in 1958, and the newer TFSA that came out in 2009. 
One, the RSP has a maximum percentage of your annual income you can place in it. The TFSA limit is the total available contribution that has not yet been used. So unused contribution room is carried forward. For example, if uh, we have a client that says, I do not have a TFSA, and provided he was 18 at in 2009 when TFSA was rolled out, he can literally walk to the bank and if he's got the cash, put $75,500 into it this year, and the government will not penalize him because that's the maximum contribution room. Mm-hmm. Now, RSP contributions do give you a small tax credit towards your income tax. That is another main difference. The TFSA does not. So this is after-tax money you put in the TFSA. Mm-hmm. Important to know, though, that once it's in the TFSA, don't let it sit there. It's called the savings account, but if you have it sitting at the average chartered bank, they're going to pay you 1%, 1.5% if you're lucky. With the inflation rate in BC somewhere between 2 and 3%, that means you're going backwards every year. So you should really actively invest that TFSA. So we can take a look at what you can use a TFSA for as investments. Mm-hmm. Now, you can hold just about all the same investments in your TFSA that you can hold in an RSP. For example, stocks, bonds, mortgages, EFTs, and also private alternative investments. We'll talk about these private investments uh, a little bit later as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess if I'm understanding understanding this correctly, if you have uh, uh, some money in a very uh, safe, secure, low uh, interest earning investments, those are the ones you might want to put in your RSP. And then the more uh, you know high risk equities, you want to put those in your tax free savings account, the TFSA. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's relatable to to high risk. Uh, it depends on what your situation is in life, what your total wealth is, especially what your age is, how much time do you have left or are you planning to have left to be adding to your RSP? And, and when is the time that you plan to withdraw funds from that RSP and, and from your, your TFSA? I think the biggest difference is what you're referring to is liquidity. Uh, for example, you cannot draw funds from your RSP without paying tax, except for the purchase of your first primary residence as an example. Now, the TFSA allows you to withdraw as much as you want tax-free at any given time. You can then deposit those funds back in the next calendar year without penalty. Now, as you grow older and get closer to retirement, many folks come to realize that they will need to maintain a much higher income than they thought they would need decades ago when they placed funds into that RSP, as the cost of living keeps increasing. So people that have a large amount of money in an RSP Once they get older and they start withdrawing money, they might still be at a fairly high tax bracket, so they end up paying much higher taxes on their RSP withdrawals. In a TFSA, you don't have that. You can take money out as you please. There's no tax on it. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Ralph J. Vanderwall of Easy Invest, easy-invest.ca. You can give them a call, 604-235-2370. They can help you navigate the waters of 2021 as we move into uh, what should be a, a very interesting year. And when people call you, Ralph, at Easy Invest, or they go to easy-invest.ca, um, what are some of the first questions you ask them? First, we'll send them an investment uh, information package. They'll take a few days to go through that. They usually come back with uh, you know, 10, 12 questions that are quite regular, so we make sure they understand the investments that they're looking at. Then if they're interested, the first thing that we have to do by securities laws is assess suitability. So 
So we fill out what's called a Know Your Client form. You have the same thing at the bank when you invest in mutual funds and things like that. So we assess their overall financial situation, their goals, their risk tolerance, their age, and other factors. And then we make sure that we only provide those investments to them that are suitable. And then, of course, it's up to the client to see which investments he would like to participate in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, it it should be kind of an interesting interesting year. And I guess it's very important that uh, investors don't try to time the market. That's a mistake. Yes, uh, unless you're very, very good, and there's very few people in the world that are that good, uh, timing the markets, of course, is a losing game because there's so many variables. I mean, even if you look at very large investment funds that have rooms full of consultants that would look at the markets and investigate these markets eight hours a day, month after month, I mean, if you're trying to copy that, good luck to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ralph J. Vanderwall is our guest from Easy Invest, easy-invest.ca. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the investments uh, you can uh, be a part of with Easy Invest, including real estate. And you have some really interesting ways you can get involved with real estate investing. It's not just going out and buying a piece of real estate. There are different uh, different mechanisms that you can get involved with. And we're going to hear all about that when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. It's Vancouver Consumer, our first show of 2021. I'm Martin Strong, and right now our guest is Ralph J. Vanderwall from Easy Invest, easy invest.ca. You can give them a call at 604 235 2370, and uh, they will help you uh, get set up to navigate the waters of 2021. And uh, Ralph, you've been doing this a long time, haven't you? I've been in real estate investments and syndication since about uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. And uh, you are uh, very interested in the future of real estate. And uh, people can get involved in all sorts of uh, investing in real estate with Easy Invest. Uh, what's your view? It was an interesting year last year for real estate. It was you know, surprisingly strong. What's your outlook for real estate moving forward? I think uh, any investment sector will have ups and downs, but if you, if you take a step back and look at the macroeconomic picture of any investment, sort of looking at the fundamentals in the investment sector, that is the thing you have to look at, because that is the factor that determines the supply and demand for a product. So let's look at real estate. Uh, one part of the government we have here at the federal level is increasing its commitment to allow at least 400,000 immigrants into the country each year for the next three years. So on average years, the number of new people allowed to come live here is around 300,000. So they're increasing that. So that works out to some three to four million new citizens here every 10 years. Just let that sink in for a minute. Now, most of these new Canadians end up in Toronto and Vancouver. That's the demand side of this scale, as these people need a roof over their heads. They will compete for housing, whether it's rentals or whether it's buying a home in Vancouver, Sunshine Coast, Vancouver Island, the interior of B.C., those places. Now, other levels of government then make it more difficult and more expensive for developers to build new housing every year. So effectively, one level of the government is giving a massive amount of supply, which is people that need a place to live. The other side of government, for whatever their reason is, is effectively putting the brakes on supply. 
I believe that's the main reason real estate prices keep increasing in BC, a lack of balance between supply and demand. Wow. And, and location is, is everything. And you mentioned, uh, you know, Toronto and Vancouver. So Vancouver uh, and the lower mainland, uh, that is uh, very strong, I'm guessing, in your, in your mind. You know, going way back uh, to the late 1980s, I met somebody who bought a house in Whistler for, I believe it was $80,000, and all her friends called her crazy because it was a bubble. Mm-hmm. Of course, looking back over 30-some years, uh, you have to look at the fundamentals again. It's not a bubble. There's supply and demand. Now, you have to be careful to go into a small town somewhere where there is one resource, for example, a lumber mill. Uh, great, if they're hiring a couple of hundred people, that is a really good place to invest. But that lumber mill might close, and then that town might lose a lot of residents. I believe in the lower mainland, areas in Vancouver Island, areas in, in the lower, sorry, in the Okanagan, I believe the supply and demand situation is unbalanced, and it will remain so. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking to Ralph J. Vanderwall from Easy Invest, easy-invest.ca, about investing uh, in all sorts of things, including real estate. And obviously, you invest in real estate, you buy a house. That's investing in real estate. But there are other ways people can get involved uh, with easyinvest.ca. Uh, um, you can even sort of use your TFSA to to uh, invest in real estate. Explain how you can do that. Exactly, and many folks are not aware of that. So first of all, you cannot invest directly into homes, into bricks and mortar through your TFSA. You would have to withdraw your funds first to buy an apartment of a house. So let's talk about how you can keep your money in your TFSA and capitalize on the growth of real estate. You can invest indirectly into real estate with your TFSA. This is through a public or private or direct investment. First example, there are REITs, Real Estate Investment Trusts, that invest into either multiple apartment buildings or commercial real estate. REITs are both publicly traded and also private. Most REITs pay a return of 7 to 8% per year. Now, a REIT, let's say you, you take a fund that has 20 or 30 or 40 apartment buildings, Even if the economy takes a dip, for example, through COVID, some of those tenants might lose their job, they might not be able to pay the rent or defer the rent for a while, or they might actually move. But since they deal with thousands and thousands of units, the risk to a fund like that is minimal. Commercial real estate is a little different these days because over the next couple of years, I believe a lot of the major corporations are going to try to save some money because as COVID uh, put a huge dent in their income. So with commercial REITs, you have to carefully evaluate where their holdings are. Mm-hmm. Now, another way is a mortgage investment corporation. We call it a MIC. A MIC is a vehicle that invests in multiple residential or commercial mortgages. Now, these MICs usually pay the investor between 7 and 9% per year. And you can use your TFSA. So the return is tax-free because the return is paid back into your tax-free savings account. Now, as these mix spread funds out over many mortgages that are secured by real estate, the risks of major defaults tend to be quite low, in my opinion. So now you're not buying bricks and mortar directly. You're buying a security in a mortgage investment corporation, which then invests in mortgages that are backed by real estate. So I guess the, the philosophy, it's a little bit like a mutual fund. It's a, it's a lot of different things all in one basket, so you're kind of protected. Uh, if something goes bad, it's just a tiny part of an overall, overall package. 
So you're, yes. you're protected. Yes, in theory. Yeah. And I guess uh, looking back at 2020, uh, if you were invested in the stock market, for example, you watched a roller coaster ride. You saw at, in March the the markets were down in some cases, depending on what you were invested in, like forty percent. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of months go by and it's back up to where it was. It goes down. It goes up. Uh, this is. Uh, a little bit more of a relaxing way to invest, in my uh, in my opinion. It is because real estate went through a bit of a slowdown when COVID hit in March, April, May, but that was mostly due to insecurity. Uh, the markets roared back, and the market in Vancouver and Vancouver Island has been more active than almost ever before. Uh, you can look that up on, on the Vancouver Island Real Estate Board, for example, or the, the Vancouver Real Estate Board websites. It's public knowledge. Yeah, and, and I've talked to lots of uh, real estate uh, professionals on this show, and uh, some of them were, were kind of amazed at the, the markets this past year, how they roared back. Uh, we're talking to Ralph J., Ralph J. Vanderwall from Easy Invest, and if those kind of investments uh, seem attractive to you, uh, give them a call because they can give you some great advice. Easy-invest.ca is the website, 604 235 2370. You can talk to Ralph, Ralph J. Vanderwall at Easy Invest. And you have an interesting uh, uh, involvement in a, in a property, the Beach House Project. Tell us about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we talked about REITs, we talked about MIX. Another way to use your TFSA and get a higher rate of return than you're currently getting is real estate development. Many developers use investors' funds to assist them in developing all sorts of real estate projects. So these investments tend to pay returns of anywhere from 10% to over 20% per annum. Now, the key with this sector is to carefully look at what stage the project is in that is being offered. Is it raw land that needs to have its rezoning approved yet? That means high risk. Or does it have its development permit approved already? That means that most of the risks, most of the milestones, have already been passed being the risk that the developer cannot build what they were planning, for example. Also, you have to look at what the project entails. Is it office buildings? With COVID, many large companies are looking at saving money and rolling back their real estate space. Now, office space is likely not a good play right now for the foreseeable future. So when looking at real estate investments, it's very important you evaluate what the project is first, or have an advisor or an investment dealer evaluated for you first. Mm-hmm. And there's probably some really interesting uh, developments going on, little, you know, instant communities uh, and, and, you know, maybe even retirement communities, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, if you look at the fundamentals, we have a population that is aging very rapidly. Uh, people are retiring quicker than ever before because the baby boom generation is now going into their early retirement years. So there has been a trend for many years of people uh, moving to smaller communities. Victoria was one. Victoria is now getting quite expensive as well. So people are moving up Vancouver Island. The Sunshine Coast prices there have pretty much doubled over the last five years, as far as I'm aware. The interior, (coughs) excuse me, the interior, of course, the Okanagan has been going on a massive growth curve for the last 10, 15 years because it's a beautiful place. It's nice and warm in the summer. So those are, again, the fundamentals of, of real estate. Look at where the people are coming from and what the trends are. 
Mm-hmm. And that's why you want to talk to Ralph. Ralph J. Vanderwall at Easy Invest, easy-invest.ca. Uh, also, Easy Invest is involved in uh, ethical investing. It's a phrase I hear all the time now, ethical investing. Talk a little bit about that. What is it and uh, why should it be in people's portfolios? Well, a lot of people have their money sitting in mutual funds in the bank. And when we meet with clients, I always like to just ask them, do you know where your funds are invested? And you usually get a blank stare. No, it's in a mutual fund, but they can't actually name the companies that their funds are invested in. So some of these funds, if you really look at the companies that they support, they are involved in in, in labor and projects in, in very low-wage countries where people are working like well, I don't know the expression, they're working very, very hard, and they get paid very little money. Mm-hmm. Then these products come to our market here, and they're sold at massive profits. That's one part of ethical investing. We prefer to put our money right in our own communities. We trust the people that live here. We understand the people that live here. We want to make these communities better, and we create jobs for these communities first. Mm-hmm. So part of ethical investing is local investing. I think so. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and you can get into different, uh, r- like really specific areas, like cannabis, which is a, a new thing. Uh, you could get involved in those kind of uh, investments. Yeah, we've got uh, one investment currently in uh, CBD oil, which is a, a company that we think has great potential. And of course, CBD is the side of cannabis uh, that is uh, the non-drug side. It's the med- medicine side. And uh, we believe that is going to go mainstream over the next couple of years. Yeah, and I guess mainstream is the word for that because people, they hear cannabis and they instantly think, oh, it's, you know, it's one thing. But it, like you say, it's actually CBD, which is a, a medicinal thing. And so, so it is uh, probably a process of getting people to think of it not as one thing, but as something else. Yes, exactly. Our specialization here is real estate, because that's what we've been doing for over 15 years. Mm -hmm. And before we go, before we let you go, Ralph, uh, we have to talk about uh, Easy Invest's Mutual Fund Trust. That's kind of uh, uh, sort of a very pivotal part of the overall Easy Invest strategy. Yes, exactly. We currently offer an investment into what we call the Western Canada Monthly Income Fund. So that is a mutual fund trust that is now taking its first project into pre-sales. It's based on real estate. It's also a fund that we control as we own the real estate projects through related corporations. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a good way for people to get involved in real estate investing uh, on whatever, like even on sort of a starting level, very small level. Exactly. It's a local project. You can use your tax-free savings accounts, your RSPs. It's called the Beach House at Saratoga Beach. Saratoga Beach, a lot of people have known about it for decades, and they go there all the time with their families. Other people have never heard about it, but it is a beautiful, wide, sandy beach about 50 minutes north of Comox on Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. And that sounds great to, to have a little piece of that, to actually own a little piece of that. Uh, it sounds great, but it's also a great investment. Yes. So indirectly, again, you're not buying the actual real estate units. We're going into pre-sale shortly. We have our development permit approved for 30 contemporary townhouses right on the beach. So we're preparing to put the units into pre-sales within the next few weeks. 
Well, that's why you want to talk to Ralph J. Vanderwall at Easy Invest. Just go to easy-invest.ca and get involved in some of these uh, very interesting and exciting investments. And uh, Ralph, I look forward to talking to you in the next year as we uh, you know, navigate through 2021. Thank you so much for talking to us, Ralph. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and we're coming back. It's Ask Andrew. It's Vancouver Consumer. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, CKNW, and it's time for Ask Andrew. That's where we talk to our executive producer of Vancouver Consumer, Andrew Ferreira. He's with us now. Now, uh, Andrew, uh, you would never drive and text or no. Look at your phone. No, I've watched too many uh, PSAs for that to even register as a possibility in my brain. Yeah, uh, it's 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 extremely dangerous. Maybe that's just a youth thing where, you know, I am on the younger side of things and growing up, you know, I grew up when smartphones were just becoming a thing. So, you know, we were, you know, we were bombarded the most by, you know, the don't talk, you know, don't text and drive, don't talk and drive. Unless you've got, a, you know, your car's Bluetooth, then, you know, be responsible with it. Yeah. Uh, but a new re- uh, survey by Research Co., uh, and this came out earlier this week, back in the far-off year of 2020, uh, has found that a large proportion of BC residents uh, would actually see, like to see new measures to deter uh, distracted driving. Uh, here's a couple of fun takeaways. Over half of respondents, that's 55%, said that they saw a driver talking on a handheld mobile device in the past month. I somehow think that it actually should probably be higher than that. I feel like I've seen a lot yeah. of people on their phones while driving. I, I've, I can think of a couple in the past six months. Yeah. Uh, over half, another 54% of respondents agree with the idea of suspending the driver for one year. Uh, there's even higher support for doubling the current fine to $1,240. Wow. And so suspending their driving privileges is they can't drive for a whole year? Yep. Wow. And uh, 70%, uh, and this one's interesting, uh, support the idea of seizing the electronic devices of repeat offenders. Wow. Just to, you know, completely eliminate the possibility of that. Well, yeah, that, well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, because when you think about distracted driving from a phone, especially texting, looking at a screen while you're driving, uh, I think it could in some ways be, you know, just as bad, if not worse, than being drunk when you're driving. And that's the thing, like distracted, it only takes you, you know, a second, you know, you look away for one second and that's all it takes for something to happen. So I'm not surprised to see these numbers, you know, more than half of people saying, you know, they should, they should suspend a driver for a year if, you know, if there's a, if you're a repeat offender and you're caught doing it again, or, you know, 70% saying that we should just take away their electronic devices. Like that doesn't surprise me because people are fed up with it. Uh, You, you talk to people, you know, I've, I have friends who they you know more or less they drive for a living right and the amount of people they see on their phones you know on a daily day in day out basis is is insane you know and it's not just a simple glance down to change a song it's full on you know texting or calling or checking something you know it, it's just dangerous and just don't do it no don't do it and you got to admit it's tempting when it's you tempting, get a, you get a text and you pull want, over yeah you have it's to like just pull over if it's if it's so important that it can you know uh, it can distract you while you're driving. It's probably important enough that you can pull over and save, you know, the few minutes that it'll take. Absolutely. So if you think it doesn't matter, it does. And if you think nobody cares, they do. Thank you, Andrew. It is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And still to come, we are going to talk real estate.
with Campbell and Pound, the uh, real estate appraisers. We'll talk to Dan Jones when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.